Vershos the Rosh Yeshiva, Mashkichem, Vershos the Glickman family. Today is Yom Hazikaron. which of course falls out the day before Yom HaTzma'ut. It's a day where we remember those who in their lives made tremendous sacrifices for Klal Yisrael. Those who, according to our very limited understanding, often died suddenly and before what we thought was their time. And it's also a day where we go from Yom HaZikaron to Yom HaTzma'ut where we see what the sacrifices were for and we celebrate, even in the face of tragedy, the fact that Klal Yisrael, Medina Yisrael, continues. Well, Yekadosh Baruch Hu worked it out, the Shloshim for our dear Rabbi Ozer Glickman falls out on Yom HaZikaron, and as such, he's remembered amidst so many who gave their lives for Klal Yisrael. We say about the Rebona Shalom that he's a Melech Ozer of Moshiach Magen. And the Farshim talk about the difference between being an Ozer and a Moshiach and a Magen. It's different levels of stepping in, different times. Ozer to help. Moshiach to, to save when it's really bad. Magain when the Peranios may have already come and you're protected from the worst. And we remember today, along with all of the fallen Chayalim, someone who was an Ozer Yeshaya, an Ozer and a Moshiach. Rabbi Glickman is remembered in our yeshiva as someone who helped and saved so many Talmidim. Our yeshiva is world-renowned for its Torah scholarship. But at the end of the day, yeshiva is really just about its Talmidim. About the individual nefashos of each Talmud, which it's responsible for. And Rabbi Glickman so much represented that care. It's one thing to teach Torah. But it's another thing, perhaps even more importantly, to teach Talmidim. And Rabbi Glickman touched so many individuals, helping them, and yes, very often saving them, and being for them a role model in ways similar to the ways he was a role model as a father. To the Glickman family, we offer our wishes for Nechama. 
his passing was so sudden, it's difficult even at the Shloshim to really comprehend what happened and to really speak of Nechama. But the Rebona Shalom should give you that gift of Nechama. But to tell you that we here saw on so many occasions the same love that he showered upon you, we saw that with many of the Talmidim here. Some of those Talmidim are here today in the base Madrash, and some are not in the base Madrash because his reach was so far beyond just the average student who just came here to study a Blat Gemar. He truly helped and saved so many people. And he was, for his Talmidim, much more of a father than a Rebbe. And we thank you for sharing him with us and with so many. We'll have words of Hespade from two of our Rosh Yeshiva Shlita. First, our Moshe David Tendler Shlita, and then Rabbi Daniel Feldman Shlita. As a mature, accomplished individual with a strange request. He wants to obtain a smicha. He more than fulfilled that desire. He was appointed here a Rosh Yeshiva. On his travels, he studied the Gedoli Torah here in Yeshiva and outside from Yeshiva. I remember he was telling me he was a Chabuza of Rav Steinberg's Zatzal. Studied Yudadeya with him. He studied with Harabik. Uh, Sidor Haget and Chalitza. He studied in Merkaz Arab and became a Ben Bayez by Rabbi Shapiro Zatzal. He searched and found and was able to transmit his Torah to people who some of whom 
would not have been exposed to Toro, but except for him. <coughs> My contact with him and the reason I'm addressing you today is when he first came to the yeshiva, I was assigned to study with him. Maybe his first chavuzi here. Uh, he studied Yehudeya uh, several Masechtas but his main contributions are yet to be evaluated it was my custom when we met to share with him Advar Torah on the settle of the week. It's uh, part of my Rabonus in Monsi. Priminch and Mayev, they're careful to leave me some time, never more than three minutes, to say Advar Torah by Priminch and Mayev. And I've been doing that for many years. The Shabbos of the week that he passed away was Pasha Sav. Pasha Sav uh, Shabbos Agodol. I believe he passed away on a Monday. Let me share with you what I would have said to him in the room on the sixth floor here had I had this course to do so. And the Posuk Vizos Toras Zeva Hashwamim Asher Yakriv Lashem the Medush adds a Posuk in Tehlim Perakun Zoveach Todo Yechabdonani Zoveach Todo Yechabdonani Visom derech arenu b'yesha elokim. Pasuk Chafalef. The message continues. Zobeach toda yichabdonani. What kind of word is yichabdonani? Yichabdoni enksiv elo yichabdonani. Kovod acha kovod. Yechabdonani also means to portray Ba'olam Hazer Yechabdini Ba'olam Habo. And then with some derech, some derech, the Bedrush expands. What does some derech mean? Some derech Eilu misalke drochim Street cleaners People clean up from the street There was a halachic concern there People walk in the street 
there's an object on the floor. If no one picks it up, someone may trip on it. Or even Matir Yisuri Shabbos for a glowing coal that's in Rishus Harabim. We permit someone because of a potential Hezek Harabim to clear up an obstacle two interpretations can be added to that. One, the courtesy of worrying about someone else. And second, equal uh, meritorious is to remove the obstacles, the doubts, the questions, the conflicts in the minds of students and friends that don't allow full association with the Dvar Hashem, with the Halacha Lamasa, was a master of that. With some derech, he spent much time with Talmudim to answer questions, questions that were obstacles to the development of the student. The some derech, the medrash continues. Elu shem alamdim esatinokos beimuna. It's also two pshatim there. Who, who, who wants to teach in a yeshiva? Unless it's the sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Nobody wants to teach the first grade. That may be simple pshat. Someone has to do it. Yes, a to someone who does it. But it has a, the second component. And that is, who are willing to teach the truths of our Torah to those who are just beginning? And many of the Tamidim here in the Yeshiva are just beginning their full commitment to Torah. Yechabdoni Enksiv the sum derech, the Medrash continues, another responsibility, when someone has for himself the derech Hashem to transmit it to others, Elu shehein madliki neiros kidei loher behem lerabim. And the medrash continues. It means physically. It's dark outside. People are coming to a shul. Early in the morning, someone has the courtesy to put a lantern outside so that it, they can get to the shul safely. But it has in it also the second meaning. That those who are walking in darkness need someone to light a light for them, someone to open up a window, to hang out a lantern that fulfills Kaddish Bochu's commandments of a Samderech. I remember uh, someone 
in my community uh, that would leave on his the lights to his driveway all, all Chavez because people came Friday night to a Chumash class and he felt it's only a courtesy to them that there should be more light in the street. But a bigger, a bigger Yashakayach comes to those who wander in the darkness and are looking for a light. Ravosa was a lamplighter blessed with an analytical mind, a masterful, articulate power of speech, power of language, and a love of Tova. He did all the activities that are mentioned in some derech. Activities that I have done that Anna Hashem, Anna Am Yisrael, Among the many, many many talents of our dear friend Rebozer Glickman, Zechrona Levracha, was poetry. He was a wordsmith in both prose and poetry. He had a, a tremendous facility with language and could find connections and parallels which he molded together with his great fondness for all of Jewish life and law and lore. So I hope you would appreciate uh, the following connection. This past Shabbos, we read Parsha Shemini for the eighth time this year. So a phenomenon that happens when the last day of Pesach is Shabbos, and it's been termed Shemini b'Shemini, Shemini Shemini. And that phrase, Shemini b'Shemini, actually appears in a little bit of a different form in the Talmud, in the description of what it means to be a Talmud Chacham. The Gemara tells us in the beginning of Masech Sota on Dafhei that it's very important, it's crucial to be modest, but a Talmud Chacham has to have a small, tiny degree of gaiva, of pride. How much? Echad mishmona b'shminis. An eighth of an eighth. That's how much gaiva Talmud Chacham is supposed to have. So how do you measure that? How do you calibrate that? The Vilnagon suggested that perhaps it was a reference to the eighth Pasuk in the eighth Parsha of the Torah, Parsha Zvayishlach, where we find Yaakov's declaration to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Katonti Mikola Chasadim Mikola Emes, that I'm too small for all of the kindnesses that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has bestowed upon me. And that's a very nice idea, but it's a little hard to fit back into the Gemara, because it doesn't sound like that's an expression of gaiva. It sounds like that's an expression of modesty. How does that represent the gaiva of the Talmud Chacham? 
it seems that what the Gaon is telling us is that it is important that a Tamar Chacham recognize that he has gifts, that he has abilities, but it's more important that he realizes that that's not a reason for him to be complacent or self-satisfied, but rather it has to be seen as a machayev. It has to be recognized as a reason why you have to give back, why you have to make this investment worthwhile, why you have to take everything that's been given to you and do something tremendous with it. I think that represents the life of Reboza Glickman, Zechrona Levracha. He was somebody who had a lot. First and foremost was his wonderful family of whom he was so proud. And he had so much in so many ways. Skills and talents and educations and abilities. And he took all of those and he harnessed them towards a mission in service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his people. If he was intellectually able and curious, he would seek out learning in so many different ways from so many different teachers, as Rabbi Tendler explained, and he would bring all of that together into his classroom. If he was skilled in business, he would become a unique hybrid of a businessman, Rabbi, and illuminate the area of Torah and commerce. If he was a wordsmith, then he would write beautiful essays and sermons and lectures to inspire and to elucidate. If he was musical, then he would become a chazan and he would compose nigunim and become an expert on nusach. He would take all of that and bring that towards this mission. And that was his great joy and passion in life. And he wrote about it. And to quote his own words a few years ago, during a time of transition in the leadership here at the yeshiva, he wrote in 2015, I am inspired to think about what I will do in the years ahead. I must admit that when it comes to my academic career, I am very ambitious. Here is what I would like to accomplish if a Kaddish Baruch Hu grants me continued health. I would like to present a model to Jewish men and women that one can embrace the greatest gift vouchsafed to humanity, Torah study, integrated in a life of achievement in the secular world. One can navigate finance, the law, medicine, education, or any other honorable activity while remaining dedicated to learning and teaching Torah. Then he went on to describe his typical day, and he ended with a request to the next president of Yeshiva University. He wrote, I'd like to throw my hat into the ring for the position of Rosh Yeshiva, adjunct professor in Sai Sims, with occasional gigs at Stern, and mentor to budding B'nai Torah who aspire to a life of Torah and Derech Eretz. I humbly ask, may I keep the job I love, the one I have been privileged to hold since Rabbi Chalap brought me to Ritz? That's the job I have right now, the most wonderful one in the world. He saw a mission in his life of Kiddush Hashem, and we can ponder that in this Kriyas Torah of this past week of Shemini, we read about the sudden death of Kohanim. And in the immediate aftermath, there is a message given to Rebozer's great ancestor, Aaron HaKohen, through Moshe. And that message is, And in the understanding of Rabbi Lam, Zuzan Gesund, who Rebozer would always refer to as his Rebbe, he had such great reverence 
for Rabbi Lamb. As Rabbi Lamb understood, this was actually a reference to Aaron himself in his dignity and focus in his moment of loss. And it was meant to convey the difference between Kavod and Kedusha. The whole nation is capable of Kavod. Everyone is able to at least show some kind of deference, some kind of superficial acknowledgement of God's presence. Not everyone does. But those who are most aware of God's presence in this world, they devote themselves to Kedusha. They dedicate their entire lives to making that the message. And that was what had to be told to Aaron at that point in time. And this, of course, was what Rebozer dedicated himself to doing, both within his life and towards others, moving towards Kedusha, going from Kavit to Kedusha, and not being satisfied with just a few, but trying to get so much of the Am to see that as the goal both through teaching and through modeling. And this was something also he expressed himself just a few months ago in the Torah to go for Hanukkah. He wrote, The brilliance of Torah scholars illuminates the mind. The noble behavior of those we respect, not only scholars but community leaders, parents and fellow Jews, inspires the heart. We have been fortunate to sit in the shadow of world-class Talmidei Chachamim, in our yeshiva. Equally important is the inspiration we have drawn from the way they conduct themselves in and out of the Beis HaMedrash. He lived this message and he modeled it. He modeled the life of Chesed, as we have heard. He had so much care and compassion and kindness for so many people. Time does not allow me to begin to describe. So I'll just say on a personal level how grateful I am for everything that he did for me personally and everything that he allowed me to do with him. I had the great privilege of serving with him on two faculties and there was so much more that we wanted to do. I remember not so long ago sitting in his backyard in Teaneck and planning out a book we had hoped to write together and he was always so gracious in including me in his message even if I didn't necessarily deserve it. And this includes one of the last things that he wrote on Matsoi Shabbos, March 17th, two days, less than two days before he passed away. He was disheartened by what he saw as a proliferation of Chilol Hashem in the public sphere. And he wrote, I do wonder if there will be any lasting effect among our Sim students to the lessons that Feldman and I are trying to convey about integrity and adherence to law and business. I can report that we are passionate about it, as are the university and yeshiva. Thirty years from now, someone stop by to let me know whether it was worth all the trouble. Rebozer, on behalf of all of your many, many friends and students in yeshiva and way, way, way beyond, we wish we could speak to you thirty years from now. But we can declare today that it was worth all the trouble, that you made an enormous difference, that there are hundreds of students and students of students and friends and friends of friends who felt the impact and who were affected and who were transformed by the life that you lived. 
and the lessons that you taught. And to the students of our yeshiva, in every division, in every department, in campus and off campus, I bring you a message from Rebozer. I want you to know that he believed in you, that he had faith in your potential to grow and to develop and to become something fantastic in whatever realm of life that you chose, with whatever skill set that you have, and whatever you find yourself able to accomplish in this world, you can do more, you can be great, and that message continues to ring forth. One of the messages of Bekrovaya Kadesh and Rabbi Lam's understanding is that spiritually sensitive people respond to tragedy and loss with rededication. And we stand here on Yom HaZikaron remembering so many who gave so much. And I'm sure that Rebozer would be honored and humbled to be remembered on that same day and he would find a much more eloquent way of expressing that. But as we think of all of this, we realize that so much has been done for us and so much has been given to us that we have to see that as a machayev. We have to recognize katonti, that we're too small, but that there's room to grow and that there's so much more we can accomplish with what has been given and what has been taught to us. And to the extent that we strive to do that, and that we do take a path further on the way from Kavad to Kedusha, Rebozer's message will continue to resonate. His soul will be forever bound in the bond of life. Presenting the family, Oren will say a few brief words, and Dov will make the siyam on Mishnayis, followed by Akash. Good afternoon. On behalf of the Glickman family, I'd like to thank all who are involved in planning today's event in memory of our husband, father, grandfather, and teacher, Harav Ozer Yeshaya ben Dov HaKohen, Haraini Kaparat Mishkavo. I would be remiss if I didn't mention how touched we have all been by the myriad visits, calls, notes, food deliveries, and online tributes we've received in the last month. So many members of the YU community who we've never met have shown immense chesed shalemet and offering comfort. To say thank you seems inadequate, but please know how deeply and sincerely appreciative we are. My father was a man of many interests and passions, which were apparent if you followed him on Facebook. Ahavat Torah, Ahavat Eretz Yisrael, and Ahavat Svat Yisrael were always of paramount importance in his life. Today's program, which dedicates learning and the merit of Tzahal's soldiers, therefore seems a most fitting tribute to him. Yeshiva, too, is also a most appropriate venue for this gathering. Although I myself, as a YU alumnus, probably had the greatest understanding of how much time my father spent on campus. It's only following his passing that my family and I have been truly able to grasp what this institution both afforded and meant to him. I personally spent more time working on Max Live than whiling away the hours of Reitz or Sai Sims, but it consoles me to know that I am standing in a place that gave my father such personal gratification. 
As Israel observes Yom Hazikaron today, the greater Jewish people pause to take note of the sons and daughters who have fallen in defense of our land and its citizens. I can't help but be struck by the need to set aside a day to remember those who are gone, especially now that I carry the pain of the bereaved every moment of every day. It therefore seems to me that today is less a day of reminding, as it is of honoring, of sharing the collective burdens of our nation. Nafla Ateret Roshenu. Our teacher, our leader, the crown jewel of our family has fallen and left a tremendous void in his absence. We feel this pain so acutely, but are tremendously comforted in knowing that our burden is carried by so many others. I'm honored to complete the Siyum Hashas Mishnayos today. Zecher Nishmat Avimori, Haravozer Shaya Bendov HaKohen, Hareni Kaparat Mishkavo. Today I will finish Masechet Megillah, the same Masechta whose Gemara I completed with my father for my Bar Mitzvah. I was privileged to learn these Mishnayot along with my daughter, which I know would have made my father proud, just as he would have been pleased that so many friends and relatives on multiple continents eagerly rushed to sign up for a Masechta to participate in the learning in his memory. The last Mishnah of Masechet Megillah discusses the passages in the Torah and Nevi'im that are not read publicly or are read publicly and not translated by the Meturgaman. The Mishnah says, Maseh Ruven Nikra Velo Mitargem. Maseh Tamar Nikra Mitargem. Maseh Egal Harishon Nikra Mitargem. Vashenin Nikra Velo Mitargem. Berkat Kohanim, Maseh David Vamnon, Lo Nikraim Velo Mitargemim. Ein Maftirin Bamerkava. Rabbi Huda Matir. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Ein Maftirin Bahodat Yerushalayim. I've learned this mission at least a handful of times, but this time around, during the Shloshim for my father, one line particularly resonated. The Tanakhama holds that we don't read the Maseh Merkava, the vision in the first parak of Yechezkel, publicly lest it lead people without the appropriate understanding astray. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees, and as Tosfot state, we actually paskin like Rabbi Yehuda and read it as the Haftorah for the first day of Shavuot. The question of what can and should be taught widely and in what forum was one that my father also thought a lot about. As he did often in his business career, he weighed the potential risks against the potential returns carefully to determine a course of action. He was very aware of his responsibilities as a representative of Ritz and also as an exemplar of Torahim Derech Eretz. In the end, his activities on social media and his numerous public addresses before a range of audiences with different backgrounds are evidence that he was very much a student of Rabbi Yehuda. Of course, he went to great lengths to express important hashkafic ideas and occasional divrei tochacha in a way that would not leave his words open to misinterpretation or misappropriation. But he was never immune to criticism. We heard from so many people during Shiva and afterwards who were deeply grateful that he made the decision that he did. There's clearly a great hunger among people to connect with Torah on both an interpersonal level and in the virtual spaces in which so many people spend so much of their time today. My father recognized this and gave so much of himself, Lahadil Torah, Lahadira. May his neshama have an aliyah and the merit of the learning completed today. I'll now recite the Hadra. Adran Allah, Shisha Sidre Mishnav, Adrach Alan, Datan Allah Seder, Shisha Sidre Mishnav, Datah Alan, Lonit Nishemina, Sisha Sidre Mishnav, Lotit Nishemina, Labama, Dame, Labama Date, 
Standing for Kalmale. Before we say the Kalmale, I just want to thank uh, Rabbi Schnau, Rabbi Kalinsky, Rabbi Bacon, and the Mashkichim for all their work in putting together today's program, both on behalf of the family, on behalf of the yeshiva. And just one final charge. The last thing that um, Rabbi Glickman did was receive the instructions and the marmakomos to pursue yadin yadin smicha. The last, we had a Rosh Hashiva meeting together with Rabbi Glickman, and he was with us all. And after the meeting, he went upstairs to Rabbi Bronstein, having expressed how excited he was to attain the higher level smicha of yadin yadin, and picked up his marmakomos and the various obligations, the things that he would need to study to learn Yad and Yad. That was found next to him when he passed away. It's difficult to imagine that when one's life is shortened by the Ribbona Shalom, that when one's time comes, one is held accountable for things they couldn't finish, but that they truly hope to do. We can't give smicha 
after a person's betira. But we say to you, Ravozer Yadin Yadin in the based in Shomala. May you finish your studies there. And for all of us, perhaps the best thing we can do for Rabbi Glickman is to dream a dream. Maybe we come back from Shana Aleph or Shana Bet in Eretz Yisrael and we have a dream and then a year or two later we just start life. Rabbi Glickman dreamed dreams. And it seems to me a person has to get a certain amount of credit in Shemayim for their dreams, for what they wanted to be, even if we don't have the time to finish it. Let's all dream a certain dream in memory of Ravosa. Amalei rachamim shochein bamromim. Kanfei menucha nechona kanfei ashechina. Mahalos kedoshim uteorim kezor harakia mazirim. Es nishmas moreno harav ozer yishaya ben dov hakohen shalach liolamol. Bavur shanim ispalim baz karas nishmaso. Biganei dentehem menuchaso. Lachain balarachamim yastireu b'seiser kenafav liolamim. Yitzror b'tzorachaim es nishmaso. Adunai hu nachalaso. Yanuach b'shalom al mishkavol v'namar amen. El malei rachamim shochein b'amomim. Hamzei menucha nechona o kanfei ashechina v'maloz kedoshim tehorim v'giborim kezoa harakia mazhirim es nishmoz sachayalim hakedoshim shenilchamu v'chol marchos Yisrael v'machteres uvitzvah haganol Yisrael v'shenaflu b'milchamtam u'masru nafsham al kedushas Hashem Ha'am ve'ha'aretz v'avur shanu mispa'alim le'ilui nishmoseihem v'ganei dentehem menuchasam v'chein ba'al ha'rachamim yastireim b'seser k'nafav li'olamim v'yitzror b'tzorachayim es nishmoseihem adunai hu'nachalasam v'yanuchu v'shalom ha'mishkevoseihem V'samod l'chol Yisrael z'chusam V'yamdu l'gor alam l'keitz ha'yamin V'nomar, Amen Thank you to everyone for participating in today's Azkara The uh, members of the, uh, the faculty, the Rebbeim are invited up to 623 upstairs for a keyboard call with the, uh, the Mishpach